Hallelujah. Say, how great is our God. Raise your hand and give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to God for His goodness. He has done great things in our lives. That's why we are here today. As you stand, review the track record, what God has done in our lives. Let somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for dying at my place. You are my Redeemer, my Savior, my strength, and my peace. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. How are you today? I asked my question loud. How are you today? You mean it? Really? Thank you, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He is alive. In Jesus' name. Yes, my name is Rasim. By the special grace of God, I'm here to share this message with you. And I believe by the time you hear this message, your fear will disappear. Your trouble will be settled. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the way, the truth, and the life. He said in the book of John, chapter 4, verse 22, to the Samaritan woman, you worship what you do not know. The greatest problem we have in the world today is that people serve a God they do not know. Many try to figure God out of their ordinary minds. Some with scientific frame of mind, x-rays the Bible, x-rays the word. Some ask, can this be true? Is this from God? How can a man enter his mother's womb and be born again? Why are they vomiting? Why are they shaking? Why are they falling? There is no logical explanation to every act of God. All we need is to know the truth concerning that act. Remember the Bible says in the book of Psalm 103, verse 7, that knowing God is not only to see his miracles, but to learn his ways. Knowing God is not only to see his miracle, but to learn his ways. Moses' physical appearance made him a man, but his works made him a prophet. A prophet mighty in words and in deeds. The scripture says, to know the truth, our knowledge of the Holy Bible must be broad and holistic. There is exact knowledge. There is perfect knowledge. There is complete knowledge in the Word of God. Say, neighbor, there is exact knowledge. There is complete knowledge. There is exact knowledge. In the word of God. 
Today I believe you will know the truth and you'll be free in Jesus' name. This leader saw a message today, the knowledge of the truth. Tell your neighbor, the knowledge of the truth. Let me take you to the book of John chapter 8, verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, take note of that, who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. They said, we are Abraham's descendant and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. Last verse. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the Son of God makes you free, you shall be free indeed. The man of God, Prophet T.B. Joshua, says that there are two kinds of truth. We have sense knowledge truth. And we have revelation truth. What do we mean by sense knowledge? He said that truth is beyond externals. We call externals what we see, what we hear, what others tell, what circumstances look like. Externals is the realm of sense knowledge. It's all about facts, and fact can change. I don't know what fact is condemning you today. No condition is permanent. That fact can change. I don't know what brought you here today. What trouble brought you here today. All I know, you need to know the truth. And the truth will set you free. One may be familiar with the original Greek or Hebrew text of the scriptures. One may know the history about the word. But all this is baseless. All this is wasted energy if we do not act on the word. Because knowing facts about God cannot change our relationship with him. What do you mean by facts? The name you bear, the Christian title you bear, the name of the church you attend. The scripture says the membership of our local church or community is merely symbolic. What matters? What counts? Christ in you, the hope of glory. To be saved is to have the revelation of the glory of God. Therefore, we need to come to the knowledge of the divine truth. Let someone say, revelation truth. Today, many people, so many people today, lack absolute confidence in what they believe in. That is why they lose focus and balance when the answers to their prayers seem to delay in coming. Such was the case of King Saul in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 28. He allowed his situation and fears to mislead him. In search for the truth about what he faced, he turned to the world of falsehood. He went to visit a witch doctor. 
things were good with him, the scriptures say he drove away all the witch doctors and fortune tellers. And he did away with all practices that has to do with idolatry and sorcery. But when the time became hard and difficult for him, when the answer to his prayer seems to delay in forthcoming, he went back to the old evil practices he openly renounced. And we all know what happened to him. This is the case of so many of us today. What is the cause of this? The unrenewed mind is always waging war in its heart between faith and doubt. It's always waging warfare with unbelief. Confessing the word of God with the mouth and yet denying it in action. What is the way out? Instead of magnifying the causes of our fears and trouble, we ought, we need to equip ourselves with the thoughts of God, His sovereignty, and invisible world. Jesus said, fear not, I have overcome for you. Jesus said, fear not, I have overcome the world for you. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Today, by a look of faith to Jesus, that giant, that mountain, today will disappear in the name of Jesus. Amen. We believers, what gives us peace is not what we see, but what we believe. Like Paul and Silas in the midst of the prison, we believers will rejoice. Why? Because we see the invisible. We believe the impossible and we receive the incredible because Jesus is alive. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? There is a solution for you? Do you believe that? Unfortunately, so many out there, they confess faith, but they are not living according to the truth of the word of God. The question is, what is the relationship between faith and truth? The man of God says that as a practicing Christian, faith exists in three levels. Knowledge of the truth, acceptance of the truth and commitment to the truth. There is something to know the truth. It's another thing to accept that truth in the midst of your heart. Another thing to commit your life to that truth. Ask Nicodemus and he will tell you that if you don't take time to find out the truth, you will never come to the knowledge of the truth. Thank you that you are here today. Many are here because what you have seen on the Manu TV. Is it true? Is it real? Many are here to find out the truth from God's point of view. 
But remember, Nicodemus did not sit down somewhere and came to a hastily decision about Jesus. He chose not to rely on his own way, on his own thinking. He came to Jesus to find out the truth. I don't know what doubt is harassing you, but I want you to know this truth. Jesus Christ does not mind your doubts as long as you are seeking answer from him in the midst of that doubt. Jesus sent forth the word of revelation to him and told him, verily, verily, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Jesus sent forth the revealing word of God to him. And Nicodemus received the truth in the midst of his heart and was delivered from all prejudices. And they began to stand for Jesus in the court of the Pharisees. That I have the knowledge that Jesus is Lord does not mean I can cause you to believe that. The scripture says you must get that revelation yourself in order to apply it in your life. Let someone say, not only to know the truth, but to accept the truth in the midst of your heart. In the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 14, we have a lady of noble character called Lydia. And the scripture says she was listening to the message Paul was preaching. When God saw in her a genuine desire to know the truth, God opened her heart to hearken to the message. This means our heart is the instrument to hear from God and to talk to God. Say, my heart my heart is God's instrument for discerning the truth. The word of God can only quicken us spiritually when that word is affected by the Holy Ghost, when it is illumined by the Spirit of God. When the word is illumined by the Holy Spirit, it enters our heart. And when it does, our heart, our mind will act upon that word. Her heart will open. Her mind will open. She accepted the word. She believed the word and committed her life to the word and became an agent of truth. And she followed Jesus. There is something to believe the truth about you. There is another thing to stand for the truth in the midst of tests and trials. What you are passing here today, through today, what you are passing through today is just a test of faith. The God we serve does not dodge crisis. He sees them as a challenge. Therefore, remain an agent of truth in the midst of tests and trials. We need to commit ourselves to the truth. Let's someone say commitment to the truth. In John chapter 1, verse 43 to 47, Philip called Nathaniel, 
She embraced the promised Messiah, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And he said, can anything good come from Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nigeria? Can anything good come from that place? This is prejudice. Let's not say prejudice. If man's prejudice be not concurred by the evidence of the truth, it is but confirmed. When he came to Jesus, Jesus sent forth the word of truth about him. And immediately, the word of revelation brought him to conviction and real movement. And he surrendered. He said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And he surrendered. Let someone say, all acts of faith are acts of self-surrender to God. Tell it up again. All acts of faith are acts of self-surrender to God. We need to have absolute trust, confidence in God. Absolute confidence in God that he's working out the answer for you. He knows you. That I have the revelation today that Jesus is Lord, the way, the truth, and the life, does not mean I can get you to believe that revelation. You must get that revelation yourself and apply it to your life. So no matter your situation today, no matter the doubts, no matter the challenges you are facing, today you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Amen. Welcome to the arena of liberty. Say, neighbor, welcome to the arena of liberty. <laughs> Say, neighbor, have a look of faith to Jesus Christ. He is the same yesterday Today and forever. He is the healer. He is the deliverer. He is the savior. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He never said there will be no more healing. He never said there will be no more deliverance. If you believe in his name, today your case will become an argument. If you come to him, you will be free. Let someone say, time with Christ Jesus is time with healing, deliverance, salvation. Finally, brethren, we don't know God by our feelings, our emotions, but through his word, the Holy Bible. The Bible is the letter inspired by the Holy Spirit. This means that knowledge of the truth is not an intellectual thing. It's not an ordinary thing to be discussed. It is a spiritual truth that needs to be discerned and operated spiritually. And when it does, you will know the blessed truth that set you free. When you believe the word of truth and confess the word of truth, you find yourself in the world of truth where the true light comes from. The light that shuns every shade of darkness in our lives. When you believe in him, you know that truth. What is that truth? Believing is possessing. Let someone say, believing is possessing. 
the instant you believe, you possess the Father's nature. The instant you believe, you possess what the Bible has guaranteed, the inheritance of the sins. Then your heart will rest with a quiet sense of security because Jesus is by your side. May God bless his word. In Jesus' name.